Okay, guys, very welcome back to the show. And I've got a very, very special guest on the show today. His name is Captain Hooter. He's a cannabis entrepreneur, author, artist, columnist, and the producer of the Wake and Bake With Me podcast. How are you doing, sir? Well, it's the end of the day here in Amsterdam of a 420 day that I started at seven o'clock this morning and I'm still walking. <laughs> so, yes, it's a good day. I can say it's a I've survived it so far. And so it's just coming to 1025 there. So that's that's a good 15 and a half hours of uh, of 420. Like, so you, you look sure. pretty good. I had a good day. I, I had a chance to uh, uh, have an associate of mine uh, named Herbert Green, uh, who is a, a professional interpreter, such as myself, a cannabis interpreter. And uh, he has one of the, the best cannabis noses, I think, in the business. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, he started judging something called the High Life Cup, which is the oldest, longest running cup uh, uh, in Europe. And uh, uh, he allowed me to pick three categories uh, to judge with him. And uh, I picked the California strains. I picked uh, the, uh, the house specials and the California strains that were grown here in the Netherlands. And uh, we've done two of them. And today... Uh, for 420, we started off the day over at uh, Pre de Me with uh, reviewing some of the 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 Cali strains here in 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 the Netherlands, and uh, I spent the whole day basically looking at buds and smoking buds and saying hello to people that uh, uh, that I that have been watching me on the videos, and uh, it, it's been wonderful. Great day. Yeah. Will we tell people how how we met? Well, we didn't quite meet, but I was there when we met because this is fucking <laughs> this is fucking crazy. All right. Well, 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 there's probably a couple of versions of it. I'll give you my version of it. My version yeah. of it was that uh, I had uh, just finished spending a day um, uh, on the second floor of uh, one of the coffee shops. The great new coffee shops have been renovated, called Coffee Shop Baloo, and. Uh, I had been filming and I had a, a, a large uh, camera in my hand here with a, a, a thing here. And I had an iPhone in my right hand. And if you know those 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 staircases that come down pretty <laughs> steep, came walking down there wearing a, a pair of Skechers shoes. And uh, at some point, about halfway down, it became very apparent that I was not going to make it all the way down on my own power. And so I, I, I did a quick evaluation of the electronics in my hand and how much they were worth and decided that my head and my body would probably be able to survive if I could just do a somersault over. And so, and this is what I told you when you asked me about it. I said, yes, well, you know, this was my childhood martial arts training that allowed me to do a forward somersault into a perfect Bruce Lee defensive position, number one. Um, the truth is I landed very, uh, so lucky, landed right on my butt and my back. I ended up with a little bruise on my inside of my arm. No harm, no foul. Both my shoes flew off. <laughs> and 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 you 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 can say what I said when I landed and hit the ground. I think I might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I could be so, dead. So you so at that point you left right, and then yeah. the bar woman. Well, that's what we call them in Ireland. But the 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 girl behind the counter 
kind of looked at us and we looked at her and there was a guy sitting in front of us and we're just like, did, did that just happen? You know? And then we would say fast forward, maybe five minutes. Yeah. Everybody just started laughing because you were okay. You know, we were just like, it's not true. We spent like the next three hours just thinking about that. And I said, I got to track this guy down and write to him on Facebook. He's going to think I'm weird, but I got to do it just to make sure he's okay. And I'm desperately upset on the fact that when I did pop up, and by the way, I did just spring up just like Israel Alasanya, you know, from the UFC, you know, when he jumps up and he just yeah. springs back to his feet. I sprung back up to my feet and I did request tips. Uh, if you did remember, because you don't get a floor show like that ever in Amsterdam yeah. where you get yeah. to watch a guy tumble down the stairs like that and then get up and walk away under his own power. Those are very, very steep steps. That but also anyway, shows you how good that bud was that I was smoking, that I was able to be completely impervious to all harm and all damage, nothing at all, no harm, no foul. That's you good saved bud. Yourself. <laughs> I want to know, man, like how did you end up in Amsterdam? Because obviously you're not from there originally. God, okay. So it's, it's yeah, no, I'm originally from California and I've lived all around the world. I lived in Canada for 10 years uh, on Vancouver Island and uh, raised my daughter there. And uh, uh, starting a long time ago, my wife and I had uh, were owned our own uh, corporation where we planned events for companies all around the world. And uh, during one of these trips, we ended up in Amsterdam, right around 1990, I'm going 91, somewhere around there. And we ended up at one of the first High Times Cannabis Cups. And uh, honestly, we, we always stayed at a hotel called the Grand Hotel in Amsterdam, which okay. was right next to the greenhouse. And uh, in the greenhouse in those days was with uh, two guys. It was a gentleman named Aryan, who you know now, who's very famous, who runs the yeah. greenhouse, and, uh, and his partner named Franco. And Franco was the one, if you ever watched the old Seed Hunters, Seed Hunters, uh shows he was i mean he was an amazing man he was he was the real hospitality and in the old days of amsterdam he was one of the most hospitable guys and he really triggered me into being in love with amsterdam and the whole coffee shop scene so fast forward a couple of years we keep going to these high times cannabis cups over the years and then uh, back around 2017, uh, we had an opportunity to move here. And we moved to Amsterdam and we moved right onto a, one of the old uh, houses right on the main Verbog wall, which is on the same basic street as where the greenhouse was. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wrote about it in my book that it was right in between Sodom and Gomorrah because it was right in the center of where all the red light district was and where all the coffee shops were. And uh, I had one of my friends that was coming to visit me from Victoria, Canada, and he was uh, on his way to come see me. And he says, so you're the guy who's been going there to all the coffee shops for all these years. What's the best coffee shop in Amsterdam? And I said, I don't know. I haven't been to all of them. And you really can't answer that question until you've been to all of them. Yeah. And literally that started Captain Hooter. And uh, at that point, I decided I was going to go to every single coffee shop in Amsterdam. And I did that. 
and I reviewed them all and I picked out the top 20. And um, in the process, uh, I became connected with Max Montrose and the Tricome Institute. And if you're not familiar with them, uh, the they they offer a course uh, in interpreting, and you can think of interpreting as a noun. It's kind of like it's 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 the art and science of can of the cannabis sommelier. So just like a wine sommelier, cannabis sommelier. But okay. you use microscopes and you use your nose and you learn how to evaluate the flower property uh, properly in order to you know, de de uh, determine the quality uh, of the overall bud, right? And the type of uh, designation and the type of effects that those buds are going to have on you. So I learned how to do that while I was literally writing the book, <laughs> right? Wow. Um, and uh, then, you know, from there, I started doing uh, video review shows and uh, called the Weekend Bud Report, where every weekend uh, on Thursdays I would publish a video report, uh, picking out five different coffee shops and picking out five different buds. And uh, over the years, my reputation has kind of evolved. And uh, then a few years ago, I started creating artwork from the microscopic shots that I was taking with uh, the buds. And now uh, Captain Hooter Art is doing very well, and I've got some art and some art galleries, and, you know, uh, I'm judging cannabis shows, and... You're kind of living the dream. Fuck, man. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I was thinking today, we were talking today, what are you doing today? Oh, God, dude, I'm going to have to go, and I'm going to have to go and review, like, 15 or 20 different buds, and probably smoke a bunch and probably some isolator <laughs> and some it's fuck ah, it's gonna be very stressful <laughs> i love every second of it yeah. and the people are so fantastic man yeah. i mean that that's one of the things about being here in amsterdam is it's like the united nations of cannabis you know yeah. i'm 61 years old i am in a cannabis community of my community of my people when I go to pre to me, it's every floor and every section of pre to me is like a different area I haven't, of the United Nations. I haven't been in there yet. I haven't been oh, in there yet. And it looks so the, fucking good. It's the biggest one in town. And I is just that new. Is that is that new? No, no, no it's, it's been around new. forever and it's it it, been renovated. No, it, the no. a while ago, but it, yeah. it doesn't need to be. It it is mm -hmm. one, it's still <laughs> I am now, I, I wasn't, I haven't really announced this officially, but I am for this spring and summer, I'm doing a residency at pre to me where I have my microscope and I've been going in and reviewing buds and I've been helping with uh, assorted different things anywhere I can contribute. And one of the things I've contributed to, which is just came out last month is, uh, and you can look this up online. It's called a perfect day in amsterdam when you go to pre to me you know you can buy pre-roll joints i yeah. created a packet that has five pre-roll joints in it that start with a sativa and it goes sativa sativa dominant hybrid high uh indica dominant indica right so you have a full perfect day then <laughs> it has a qr code and you go online and right now i think there's six different itineraries 
for things for you to do while you're in Amsterdam smoking those five pre-rolls. So there's one for shopping. There's one to go to the museums. There's one to go look through the red light district and the old medieval areas. There's one to that is designed around Hunter Thompson, Gonzo yeah. from uh, the old days. Uh, so just, you know, fun stuff to do while you're actually smoking the joint. So something different. Yeah, that's fucking, that's cool as fuck, man. How many coffee shops are in Amsterdam now? That's my first uh, part of this question. And the second part is, is the culture changing over there in terms of, are they trying to clean it up a little bit in terms of tourists being on the streets and tourists smoking weed? There's kind of rumors I'm hearing over here in Ireland that are coming through the media. Uh, because I remember years and years back, it happened in the smaller towns in Holland. And I, I used yeah. to have a friend that lived in Eindhoven. And we mm-hmm. used to go there and go to a coffee shop. But then we had a problem because I wasn't living there. I couldn't go to the coffee shop. So what I had to end up doing was paying street dealers to go. And that didn't stick around too long. Is the same kind of thing being discussed over there. It is, but it's not going to happen. It's we've got we've got a, a, a wild a, a mayor here um, who has, it, I think, has the right. Uh, her heart's in the good place. <laughs> Uh, I used to live on that street and, you know, on a, on a weeknight, you go to bed at three o'clock in the morning, right? Cause there's, there's people uh, making noise and partying, but all of that is alcohol based mm-hmm. issues, right? Yeah. Not cannabis issues. Right. And what they're doing is, is kind of putting the cannabis onto a gravy train that has a, another issue. One of the things that they really had an issue with was, was uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Bachelor parties and uh, uh, large yeah. groups from the UK that were coming and drinking too much uh, and into the wee hours. And, and, you know, that's where the issue is. You've never yeah. heard anything about a whole bunch of stoners going out and doing anything. <laughs> You know, now I, 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 I like to drink, but yeah, it's a very, very important. You have to get I, the balance. I'm a beer right. lover. You have to get the balance right, though. And some people just can't get the balance right. That's why when I'm in Amsterdam and I'm drinking, I usually smoke hash because yeah. it's yeah. a little bit milder. And I find yeah. that I can, I can go with the, the guys to the pub. And if they don't smoke, I can still have a joint of hash, whatever. And I'll still be on the same wavelength. And where's your you know favorite I mean? place to drink in Amsterdam? We normally just drink in and around the red light district. No, okay, all right. That's what we normally do. I like the I like the Excalibur bar because it's a rock bar. I'm into rock music and stuff like that. But we normally just kind of pub hop. All right. Well, the next time you come, you come and uh, connect with me because I'll take you to a couple of spaces uh, that I think you'll like. Uh, there's a a hidden bar that is almost okay. like an old 1920 speakeasy that makes all of the uh, legitimate old time cocktails. Okay, I'll be there actually November 18th because uh, there's a couple of us coming over for a football game because Ireland are playing Holland over there. So we're using that as an excuse really to come over. (laughs) We we won't even go to the football game. (laughs) That's fantastic. So, I mean, have you you spent a lot of time going through, uh, I mean... Outside of Amsterdam, it sounds like, I mean, have you been to Den Haag or? No, I've I've been to Tilburg and I've been to Eindhoven. They're the only two okay. other places I've been in Holland. Absolutely recommend you have to go to Den Haag. I, I tell a lot of people when they ask me uh, in a big picture, what's the best coffee shop in the Netherlands? It's not necessarily in Amsterdam. 
I, sure. I would probably say it would be in Den Haag because there's a, there's a place there that's called the uh, uh, Greenhouse Secret Farmers. And that one has one of the largest collection of boutique growers and some of the most well-known growers here in the Netherlands. And, and you will be able to pick off their uh, their cultivars there at, at there. But there's there's probably a half a dozen really top-notch coffee shops there in Den Haag. And it's right on the ocean. If you get to the, well, there's areas there that are right on the ocean. It's just beautiful up there. Yeah. Mm. You're a positive person. Have you ever had a negative experience in a coffee shop? And if so, oh my God, are you kidding me? Okay. So again, there was 168 coffee shops to start with. And yeah. uh, after I did them all the first time and I decided to go do it again, two years later, I took 40 of them and didn't even bother to go back to them again. They were just shit houses. And, and okay. there, I, I've had some ridiculous experiences in some of these coffee shops. I, don't write about them though. And I don't really, you know, when I, when I, I'm an interpreter. So when I look at flower, I can tell you, and I tell people this all the time, as soon as I throw my microscope and I open up the bud and I look inside, I see the truth of mm. what's going on with this. You would not believe the amount of, of bullshit that I've heard, not here, but I mean, around the world from people, uh, how these, flowers are supposed to be and what they're supposed to be and once you actually look inside and see the truth you know it, it's it's a humbling experience for a lot of people um here in the netherlands it's uh not quite you don't have the braggadocio kind of elements that you might have in other parts of the world there are a lot of people that say we have this and 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 some of these shops here you will see things where you'll see some some ridiculous uh, THC um, levels and nobody really tests anything here, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, honestly, uh, this, this country was so far ahead of everyone for such a long time. And right now they're, they're falling behind here. Okay. And, um, there's some very gifted and talented, talented people that have been doing this for a very long time here. Mm -hmm. And there are new techniques and new processes that are happening around the world. And it's passing us by That's here. Right. Right. Okay, so they're speaking to old school in Amsterdam. Is that what you're saying, pretty much? It uh, is. And, and and but you know, again, the quality when you can find it is is excellent. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Over the last six months since I've come back here, I was in Portugal for almost a year, and I was okay. I was picking off uh, southern Spain. Ugh. Oh my <laughs> God, the buds in southern Spain, man. I mean, What's I was just. What's the what's the situation in Spain then? Because I was in Barcelona and there was a coffee shop there, but I didn't go in. They were on about passports and shit like that. And I just oh, thought that. Ah. Jesus. Okay. So uh, tons of great shops, uh, private clubs, right? These are cannabis clubs that yeah. are in, in Spain. So Barcelona, fantastic. Madrid, fantastic. The sneaky place, though, is down south of Spain, a, a city called Huelva. 
And I went to four different shops there right after leaving here the last time. I had just finished doing uh, the Jack Hare Cup and the um, uh, Dutch, Flower, Dutch Flowers uh, Cup Awards back to back. So I had just got through seeing a hundred different great, the best cultivars here. Went down there. Holy shit. I mean, it, right off the bat, first, like uh, Amnesia Haze. Uh, uh, I'm giving you a menu board. Amnesia Haze, limey, yeah. lemonade, creativity, energy, uh, 15 euros a gram, cured 18 weeks. What? Next one, uh, S5, da 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 da, cured 24 weeks, da 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 da, da cured 30. Every single thing on there had been cured, and at specific time frames where. The, the members had voted and stuff and said, well, we need one more week or one less week. Fuck me. The quality of those buds. I still have the photos of them. You know, all shot micro. <gasps> My God. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was literally like flying back to California and being plopped right into Sonoma County. It was ridiculous. It was like, there was stuff everywhere that I was, an outdoor grown bud, which is, Again, here in the Netherlands, uh, something that's you don't see a lot of, right? Yeah. Because it's still illegal to grow here. Um, <laughs> really, and it, and in Belgium, it is legal to ha to grow one plant, isn't it? In Belgium, the well, neighbors. And, and yes, people can grow individually, uh, and you can grow a, a certain number of plants. But you know what I'm saying, as far as any of the the premium level of these guys mm -hmm. that are you know over the top with their. Uh, Wow, what a, a tremendous difference it was! And do you, uh, I, I got spoiled. Sorry. Yeah. Do you do you grow your own, or no? Nope. Is that something you do? No, you nope. never. That never interested you at all. Nope, nope. I no, I, I, I'm, I'm an expert at at, at evaluating the flower, uh, and my expertise is really with a microscope. My, I'm I, because I'm 61. My, my, um, my ability to pinpoint and accurately pick out terpenes is 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 damaged because i'm old now i practice and i mean all the time i i work with um uh i've got right here this is one of my kits right there and so i'm regularly you know grabbing one of these and just popping in and and doing a blind testing to make sure that I know what alpha pinene smells like, right? Um, yeah. But because of my age, I am not nearly qualified to go out there and grab a bud and go, okay, so yeah, I'm picking up a little toe jam in there. And, you know, and, but I am working with people who, who can and do. And my expertise is with a microscope. Yeah. And so I work with them and in cooperation with them and between us, and we can work in a group of three or four or five, but the two of us have been working really great lately. Um, we can just knock out buds left and right and really be accurate as far as what exactly we're looking at and what kind of psychotropic effects we're going to be looking at and, and absolutely nailing the, the designations on what it is. And, and unfortunately, a lot of the buds that we've been seeing here in the Netherlands 
over the last six months, eight months, have been incredibly overripe, old, especially things that are mm. coming from California or coming from um, uh, from uh, Canada. And I don't know if it's just because of how long it takes to get here or, and do you know the difference of what, how to tell the difference of? Oh, I would, I would be nowhere near to what you know at all. I just I go tell in. you real quick. It's a, it's a real easy yeah. thing. Cause if you imagine trichomes okay. and three trichomes and they got a little bulb on top of each one of them, right? On this yeah. one, it's clear and you can see right through it. That's too young. This one right here is cloudy. That's perfect. This one here is amber, or it has a, a yellowish or amber, or even have something inside the trichome head where it looks like it's got a, a, a some sort of a, a, a baby inside of it or something, a little yellow baby inside of it. That's overripe. Yeah. We've been getting buds here for the last six months, a lot of buds here over the last six months that are overripe. And I've got hundreds and hundreds of photos and examples of all the buds over the last six months. Um, and it's yeah. probably been longer than that, but the last six months in particular. What was, what was Amsterdam like during COVID and all that nonsense that was going on and people couldn't go everywhere? Like what was, what was it like being there? I guess with not so many tourists, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there wasn't. Yeah, and I was I was actually uh, actually in Den Haag for the first year of that, and uh, the second year of that uh, I was in Jamaica. I went to Montego Bay. Okay, Jamaica. well that's well that's yes, not I, bad. That was much better. Yeah, <laughs> that was by that was by that was by design, was it? There was nobody there. It was fantastic. I had a great property of the swimming pool. The temperature was seventy five uh, degrees uh, Fahrenheit every single day. Uh, buds. I, I actually wrote a connoisseur's guide to the Jamaican herb houses while I was there, because since I was there, I had the island, yeah. so I went to every single herb house that there was there and got to meet all of the the top growers that are there in Jamaica and the best uh, went for the just like the best beer, like you know how we do. I went for the best coffee as well. You know they got that Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. Yeah. So I did a whole search going up the whole mountain, up uh, Blue Mountain, trying to find the best growers for the best coffee while I was there. I just had a blast for about a year. Yeah. It, it sounds like it was. It sounds like Jamaican you had two four mushrooms. <laughs> Jamaican mushrooms, shroom shine, shroom shine. You know, five hundred milliliters of the uh, Jamaican overproof white rum, three grams of mushrooms chopped up. <laughs> Throw oh, that in shit. there. 72 hours, strain it out. And now you've got microdosed shroom shine. <laughs> yes, I. It's, 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 it sounds like you had a, a tough, tough time working over there as well. Brutal, brutal time. Brutal. Um, look, man, we need to talk about your YouTube channel and what people can expect because my, I kind of have a situation here on my laptop at the moment and we're kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Time, but, uh, You're dying. Yeah. I'm dying. <clears throat> I think I might be dead. Okay. <laughs> oh, sure. Already knocked off in no time at all. Um, uh, so my YouTube channel, so I've got a bunch of things on there. So I've got tons of yeah. reviews of different coffee shops from all around the world, different places from Las Vegas to Madrid to, to Barcelona to Amsterdam, uh, all over California. Uh, I also have an interview show that I do there called Wake and Bake with Captain Hooter. 
and I picked out a whole bunch of different uh, interesting and I think uh, informative uh, individuals. Uh, we both had uh, Tommy Chong on our show, which I think is one of those yeah. uh, wonderful marks of uh, of of, uh, of uh, prosperity that you made. Uh, got Tommy on the show. Such a nice guy. He doesn't you have know, a, his, he, his head is not up his ass for someone that's been in Hollywood for fucking God knows how long. You know, he's just he's a normal the, dude. He's the best. You know, he was the very first concert I ever went to in my entire life. My dad really? took me there when I was 10, 12 years old in Las Vegas. And the opening act was a band called Seals and Crofts. And I'll tell you what, you know, Diamond Girl, sure to shine. They had a big hit. It was huge. And then I think it was one of the earliest uh, concerts of, of, of Cheech and Chong running around on, on stage like they were dogs with uh, 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 Ernie and uh, Herb and Ernie. And it was, you know, God, that was a zillion years. And then I saw him again when he had just got out of prison. And uh, he was on his book tour. And I had a chance to go see him and uh, chat with him for a while. And I brought at least about four of the best joints of the most premium Canadian Vancouver bud that you could ever i mean it was flawless and he was still on probation and couldn't smoke any and it was oh what a crushing blow yeah <laughs> but wonderful brilliant. man yeah yeah, yeah yeah absolutely but anyway that's uh that's my little interview show and i'm uh, constantly uh interviewing new people that have something different unique and unusual to uh contribute to our overall uh cannabis uh psyche uh we've had some really amazing people like mila the the hash queen i've had soma one of the great growers of all time from here in the netherlands on the show uh, mark emery from uh, the cannabis culture up in canada who is a, a controversial figure but i think still someone that's that's crucially important to know about um again a, a wide range of of different uh, unique and unusual people that I think uh, people might find interesting. Um, and now you do the same on my show, and that's why you're here. Yeah, I had a, there you I go. Had pro, I, had, I had a pro wrestler on my show from the 80s last night. Last week I had a porn star. Like, it doesn't matter. It, it could be TV, movies, porn, wrestling, cannabis, whatever. You never know. It, it, all, it, all, it all works anyway. I just try to keep it. I don't want to nail my flag to one like i was going to start off doing a pro wrestling podcast but i don't want to nail my flag to it because those guys are so hard to judge and get in contact with they're a bit a little, little bit crazy like are you a boxing fan i kind of am but this youtube boxing stuff that's going on not so much so for for years uh before i was doing this i worked and i was helping out uh with social media and with the recording thing al bernstein from okay. showtime television and he was part of uh, uh showtime boxing and i had the opportunity to go with him and record at the boxing hall of fame and uh an interesting crossover story between cannabis and the boxing hall of fame and yeah. I'm sure this will get out. I've never told this story publicly, but uh, the last time that uh, I went to the Boxing Hall of Fame, 
and I was working and recording, you know, there's a hotel that's right next to the Hall of Fame. And it's like a Holiday Inn, little tiny hotel, little tiny rooms. And uh, one of the days I had just scored some killer bud. It's New York, uh, state of New York. So this was a friend of mine who had driven a long way and brought me some premium bud. And I went out into the car at one point, smoked. I, I usually use a sneak a toke. Yeah. You know these? Yeah. So I'm Just well squeeze. known. When I travel, I travel with these and uh, with a, um, a smoke buster, which you blow into, and it takes all the smoke away. So I had, was in a car, took a couple of hits off of this, blew it out. I'm walking through this hotel and a hand hits my shoulder and he says hey i hear hey and i have no idea who it is and i turn around and it is the former uh heavyweight champion of the world riddick bow and riddick bow says you smell good <laughs> <laughs> and i said yes champ i do he says, man, you got to give me some of that smoke. And I said, okay, well, I, I got some. Let's go. So he takes me into his room, which is on this long, again, it's like a holiday inn. Little, tiny, skinny, paper-thin rooms, right? So yeah, I here I am, a normal person. You see this pipe, and now I'm sharing this pipe with the heavyweight champion of the world. His head is three times the size of my body. So imagine a head yeah. that's up here. Now, this little tiny pipe, when he tried to hit it like this, it like disappeared in his mouth. <laughs> I'm trying to light it, okay? And there's just this little... It was, it was quite comical just trying to get him to take a hit. Now... Yeah. You get a hit off of this thing, and now I've got a smoke buddy. Now, the smoke buddy's got this little hole on it, and you have to – it looked like he was going to eat this thing when he put it in his mouth, right? He's just a giant man. And yeah. so he didn't do it just right, and some of the smoke got out around. So now we're – I'm, like, putting a towel down under his, his door and shit, and I'm 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 hot boxing, you know, with the heavyweight champion of the world, right? And all I'm trying to do is not get busted. Because the last thing I want to do is get busted, you know, in this scenario. So we we take like two or three hits, everything's good. We walk out in the hallway, and as soon as we walk in the hallway, like the guy who's in charge of the whole boxing hall of fame stuff is there. And he like spins around on us like that. And I'm, oh man. And he goes, Riddick, uh, I need you to be over here doing something like this. And uh, he says, no, man, I need to go to the bank. <laughs> and and the guy goes, okay, uh, uh, we'll have one of the guys. He goes, no, I want my man Dan here. <laughs> he put his hand on me and take me to the bank. I have, again, I have no idea about it. What's going on? <laughs> You know, yeah. Uh, okay, well, you guys go. And the next thing I know, I'm driving to an ATM, smoking in my car with Riddick Bo, right? And I'm, and he's like the nicest, sweetest guy, you know. And I'm telling him about, you know, 
I was giving him advice. This was year. This was five years ago. I was telling him to do what Mike Tyson is doing. Basically, mm. you should go out there and go start building a, a brand name yeah. for you. You know, and uh, I actually created a logo for him uh, nice. of some knockout buds with uh, Riddick Foe. But you know, one of those That's interesting it. kind of things if you were a boxing fan. Yeah, that's a great story, man, and a, a perfect way to end. And look, I think we're going to have to do another show again. I really enjoyed your company. You're a great guy. And oh, I will put all the links to all your work because there's a lot of it underneath this video. And really fucking appreciate it, man. You're a legend. Thank you. And and again, you were almost witness to my death. But instead, <laughs> you were witness to my to my 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 uh, rejuvenation. I'll see you November 18th. You got it. See you then.